Hi, I'm Michaela Loach. And I'm Rebecca. And this is the Yikes Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Yikes Podcast. We hope you enjoyed um, some time off as we had some rest um, and that you listened to some other great podcasts. We know you missed Yikes loads. Definitely. We had a great rest. <laughs> we had a great rest. Rest is resistance, guys. We love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Did you actually do. rest? Or were you crying no. away? <laughs> Same. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, both of us like, yeah, we were taking a rest and I was like, I don't know. It was my, but I finished. One thing to celebrate is I finished my first 10 weeks, my first placement. Woo-hoo. Um, Woo-hoo. It's so, I get to rest next week, which will be great. Um, but we, yeah, we're going to just start out today by talking about a Yikes of the Week because we only ever do this every, like, not that often, but yeah. <laughs> why not? We're always like, let's get back into it. And then, you know. Yeah, no. Yikes, it just doesn't but... happen. We, uh, yeah, and <laughs> I think that we just like, we also just want this to like flow. Maybe, maybe that's why we don't like have a structured bit. Yeah. But um, my Yikes this week, everyone is periods and how like painful they can be because yeah. as we record this now I'm experiencing like being bled dry by my uterus <laughs> that hates me um and mm. <laughs> it is awful and I'm just like it's just tiring big old yikes like you know I feel like we deserve a break from that as well I, mm. <laughs> like on top of everything can periods just not? <laughs> I like, know. And then I also, I even think, like, I don't know, like, people who experience periods, like, the, people who menstruate, like, we just have a lot on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm honestly. just like, why this extra thing? And I know that it's, like, making new life or whatever. But, like, right now, I just kind of want to, I just want to not be in pain. And yeah. I want to, and then I even, like, when I start thinking about periods, then I also think about, like, how periods as an issue is, like, I don't know, it's just, like, a huge thing and there's so much it embedded is, in yeah. it and, I don't know. It's just, I think it is like a big, we talked a bit about with this with Kenny, but, um, Kenny, yeah. I feel like that, but even that. that we only like scrapes the surface. It is. Yeah. Things. Cause like, you know, when people say like they feel really empowered by their periods, I'm like, uh, I mean, <laughs> maybe like the first hour I'm like, great. Like you're there. Thanks. And then you can like leave again. <laughs> mm. I wish it would. Uh, yeah. yeah. I only feel empowered on like the months when I'm not like absolutely writhing in pain. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel empowered when I, I get it. through it. And then, like, the days after, I'm like, yes, yeah. you made it. Good for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, but it literally does suck. Like, it sucks so much. It's such a yikes. Just it is such a yikes. The pain. Um, do you do you have anything that's made you yikes, or is everything making you yikes, Jay? Um, You know, I feel... I mean, we talked a little bit about this on the Patreon, but, like, like burnout and, like, um, mm. I guess, like, rest and stuff, like... I feel like I'm experiencing a bit of a like bl- like block at the moment. Like my brain mm. is just like like empty. I know this mm. is not true, but like yeah, I, I guess like I'm like what like I have a few deadlines coming up, and like I'm like you need to do things and you need to be productive, um, and it's just not not happening at the moment. But we'll get there again. So this is a bit of a yikes because I'm just like reading, 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 and I am I feel like I'm not taking things in. But yeah, I've also had that feeling. I feel like you are just burnt out, Joe. You probably just need to take take a. You're the one who tells me rest is resistance all the time. Take your own advice. Um, 
yeah. <laughs> you were like, Mihaina, this is I not did the not time. ask for that advice. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, that response was like, uh, did I ask for your advice? <laughs> like, no. Um, you're right, though. But we are here and we move. We move, we move, and we move on to the episode. That yep. wasn't even a joke, that was just terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, today we are talking about climate justice, because it's something that I feel like we mention all the time, all because that's literally what our work is um, around, but then we don't really like dive into what that means. I feel like not enough mm. maybe people who don't understand it, or understand why it's important, or what, what's different from it in like just sustainability and all that jazz so we're just going to talk a bit about that and hopefully um even open up that conversation a little bit more for people who are like what on earth is going on hello so in this episode we will be talking about climate justice which we will define um but we like to try and define some key terms um just so these episodes are as accessible as we can get them to be we also always recommend having a wee google along thing mm. generally with like if you don't understand something if you give it a google you probably get the answer so quickly so it's great but um today we are going to define intersectionality joe do you want to give it intersectionality definition sure um it was coined by Kimberly Crenshaw in 1989, um, where she was looking at um, basically like multidimensional systems, basically like different systems of oppression, how when they basically like meet um, from her perspective, uh, race and gender, how that forms new um, systems of oppression. So rather than like A plus B being AB, it would form to C. So um, mm. it's kind of based around the intersections of for like black women and um, especially when we look at like uh, representation, um, having, you know, a, a white woman being the check mark for gender and a black man being the checkbox checkbox for um, for race, uh, mm. which led to the erasure of like black women. Kimberly Crenshaw, like, coined the definition and this like new form of oppression yeah which is super important and like it's definitely changed the world of talking about um oppression and understanding oppression so much more um and then intersectional environmentalism is something that basically was coined well i don't even know i don't Leah would even say she coined it but she (laughs) popularized the term um more recently um leah thomas who was on an episode a couple episodes back and just to, in case that people are like, what's the difference between climate justice and intersectional environmentalism? It's it's the same thing. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, just in case you're confused by all these different terms, a lot of them end up being the same thing. A lot of them are quite in- interchangeable. Um, so yeah, don't get too bogged down by all the terminology um, as long as you understand like the principles of the things. But anyway, we will define that stuff in the actual episode. I, I guess also like, intersectionality is more like a th- like it was coined as a theory. Um, yeah. And like now, and like while it was like looking back then at like race and gender only, now it's been increased to also, you know, like the intersections of like classism with other mm. forms of oppression, ableism, um, like queer and transphobia and like how how different, like, yeah, different ways of like identity, social status, social networks, and like your being are informed um, by systems of oppression um, mm. and how that relates and like, 
from what Leah is saying now, you know, like how that relates to like environmentalism and the climate crisis. Mm. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Woo. You know, like thinking about like how much I feel like an activist space. This is definitely a term that like you use a lot at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting because it's kind of I guess come from sustainability. Um, and you know, like sustainability has been long has long been accepted. This like three pillar concept around like social, environmental, and economics. And it seems like now people are a lot more, at least like in the spaces that I kind of like that I look at or I'm involved in, like people have kind of moved on from sustainability to climate justice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it's definitely worth like kind of, I guess, like grounding ourselves a little bit and like what does it actually mean? And like also maybe what's the like the future of, you know, the term, the terminology and like the concept um, mm. moving forward. Mm. Do you want to give a little yeah. bit of like introduction to what, I, what you understand it? yeah I guess like my understanding of climate justice or like how I would personally define my understanding is um I see it as a principle that sees that um the climate crisis not only impacts the planet but also impacts people and the way that it impacts the planet also impacts people but the way it impacts people um is also dependent on systems of oppression and and it intersects with systems of oppression. So the way it impacts people isn't equal. um, And yeah, systems of oppression and inequalities manifest themselves within how the climate crisis affects different groups. Um, But also in the way that we tackle the climate crisis, we have to be aware of existing systems of oppression and existing Mm -hmm. marginalization because like we can perpetuate those issues um, through our quote unquote solutions. Um, so I see climate justice as basically something that sees that people and planet are completely interlinked, that there's um, that we need to be aware of intersectionality as we um, like tackle the climate crisis. Um, but also that like, yeah, the climate crisis is a social justice issue. Um, and I think that's what I see climate justice as and that these impacts are happening now, not just in the future. Mm, yeah. I think that's something like really to highlight because um, the like intergenerational and intragenerational justice aspects because like sustainability um, like as its like definition was kind of like first introduced uh, in 1987 by the Brundtland Report, which like was like the first of its kind like international conference and, you know, like looked a lot around like sustainable development under the gaze of like futures generation so like it defines sustainability development as something that where like present generation present generations meet their own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet theirs and mm. um, but it very much like neglected the aspects of like well you know like what about present population groups um so like where are injustices currently um who what and how are climate injustices affecting people you know and like um like we I guess like we've said before of like how you know like 10% of the global population at the moment produce like 50% of CO2 emissions whereas 50% of the populations only produce like 10% of global CO2 emissions and like mm. already that tells us like first of all there must there are like injustice like 
there's not the same like not everyone produces the same you know not everyone mm. consumes the same but also like the way then who is like most m made most vulnerable towards climate change and most affected is either generated by climate change or fueled by the climate crisis and mm. i guess that's where like you know when uh, where you've just like said like how those systems of oppression like intersect of like uh racism and colonialism and um like other forms of oppression and like how climate change is like fueling fueling that yeah and like if you even see how what you're saying is basically that um the people who have had the least like culpability or the least mm. role in creating the climate crisis are those people who are already experiencing the brunt of um the like harmful impacts of that um and if people are already like whoa you're saying all these words and I'm like mm. what yeah like systems of oppression and like all this stuff like it's pretty much that like the climate crisis exacerbates ex existing inequalities yeah. um and it, like existing inequalities like manifest themselves in the climate crisis I don't know if that has made that any clearer but basically yeah I just think that there's this almost idea especially in like uh, maybe more recently like people have started to adopt more of a climate justice lens onto things mm -hmm. um but for a long time it, yeah what you're saying like it has pretty much been quite a privileged look on the climate crisis as if it's something that's happening in the future mm. as if it's as if we're all in the same boat with it and if it's something that's going to affect all of us the same when like if we look around the world that's just not happening um yeah. and that's why the climate crisis is like a social justice issue and like that's even how I got into I got into climate work and started getting passionate about the climate crisis because of like migrant justice mm -hmm. um, and through that lens and through, also through racial justice and realizing like how this intersects with all these different things. Um, so like, yeah, I feel like I'm really glad I'm seeing people talk more about the fact that um, the, the climate crisis is a social justice issue now. But then I also am wary of like mm. how much almost silencing of like people who've been talking about this for so much longer has been going on. Like, I don't know, I'll be talking, I've talked to people in interviews and stuff, people are like, yeah, people have only just started talking about climate justice. And I'm like, no, they haven't. No, yeah. <laughs> like before I was even born, people were talking about climate justice and like and inequality and all that stuff. Hello, so the Yikes podcast is primarily supported by our wonderful patrons. Um, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a platform that you can support creators to make content um, because we can't be fucked with capitalism. So ads. yeah, sponsored ads. We do some sponsored ads, but yeah. usually um, most companies don't really support what we're doing. <laughs> if you are a company supporting our work and you're interested, shout out. Um, shout out to you. Yeah, but in general we want to be supported by our community because that means yes. we can talk about the things that we want to talk about we aren't influenced in any way by anything we just talk about the things that we think are important and a lot of these mm. issues um aren't really supported by many things so that's why we're supported by you we want to be owned by our community yeah so if you do um learn from us you appreciate our work um and this podcast then um yeah please uh, join our patreon it's the yikes podcast just on patreon and uh, it helps, yeah, making this podcast sustainable and makes it actually happen and more. Yeah. And also that we put on for the second tier, we put on extra bonus episodes every week. So you get ooh, extra ooh. content um, where we have like more relaxed chats about so many different things. 
we've talked about migrant rights a lot on there we've talked yeah. about more about the media we've talked about so many different Some things personal things, yeah. personal things. Um, it's a really great space as well we sometimes do Q&A's we mm. share essays on there um, you just get more content from us and mainly you can support our work if you've learned anything from us um, so thank you to all the people who are already supporting us and yeah. yeah thank you for making this happen and yeah please check out the Patreon link in the show notes and we hope you're enjoying this episode um, yeah thanks Yeah, I guess I guess there's something to be said around like, you know, like who like sometimes these words are more buzzwords than they mm. are actually like calling for act like they are, you know, they are practices and they are mm. like calls for action. And I guess like from what we've seen from like sustainability, but also from what I've seen now of like the talks about climate justice, like it is becoming a buzzword and a trend and I'm like so like wary around like you know first of all like you said like people have been talking about this for decades even if terminology is not always that you know the instagram caption mm, for their work mm. like like but also i we it, this cannot become a trend and like we've said this you know before on the podcast and in different contexts but like like justice is such a like such a deep-rooted practice and like must like you know, therefore, like climate justice is actually a practice where, you know, we need to look at like, what does justice actually mean? How does, mm. how does our like world like change or like how, how does our world have to change in order for justice to be at the forefront and at the center for our work? And like, you mm. know, just screaming climate justice while, you know, while perpetuating white supremacy and perpetuating mm. other systems of oppression that like fuel the climate crisis is not what climate justice is about, even though you might mm. have it in your bio, you know? So well, that's what I think. I also think like, um, I, I often, and especially recently I've been thinking like, what does climate justice like expect of me? Mm. And like, what, what am I like? Yeah. How can I be really wanting to pursue that and not just performatively wanting to pursue that? Does that make sense? Like For I sure. worry about this a lot, especially yeah. as someone who like, has a lot of privilege and lives in the global north I do often like ask myself like what that what's that quote I actually can't remember what the quote is but the quote that's like what are you willing to like give up in your pursuit for yeah for justice and I think I think of that a lot especially with climate justice like what yeah what 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 is expected of me and what is asked Mm. of me from this framework um and like yeah how can I really like live that out how can we I think all of us should ask of ourselves if we really want to create a better world um and that better world like doesn't have these systems of oppression and all this different stuff then we need yeah. to think like how do we benefit currently from this oppression um mm. and how can we undermine that like and how and what do we what are we being asked to give up by this framework or by or for mm. this new world mm. um and i don't know if that even made sense but no hundred percent a lot I- I was thinking about that recently because in the beginning of the year, like I set myself these like green goals, almost like New Year's resolutions, but like mm. for, you know, like climate work inspired by my friend, um, Joe. And, um, and like one of the points was like, you know, hosting climate events and all of this. And like, I ha- like I haven't, and but I've attended so many more. And like, mm. for me, that was actually like, I was thinking back and I was like, actually, this is so good. Cause like for me, like I, I whilst I like love like hosting things and like love hosting like climate events 
like in my community I, I feel like mm. this has been the year for me where like I have listened so like that was like such a needed practice for me mm. um and like I'm like you like I think I'm like thinking a lot at the moment of like you know for example like what are like my chat like where where are my talents like where are my skills where I can for example like work for climate justice and where are the spaces where I need to be quiet and and sit back mm. and like and listen and like follow the calls that like of action that are asked of me um mm. and I feel like that is like changing a lot at the moment and like so mm. I'm thinking a lot more for example like you know academia like I um I really find that like in academic scholarship that like climate justice is often like theorized about but actually there's like so little being done of like how do we center for example lived experiences in mm. sustainability research um without actually you know without appropriating it or colonizing for example indigenous knowledge or you know taking advantage of of people essentially um because you know i guess academia in itself is like a massive like yeah echo chamber and very privileged in many ways is in many ways um so yeah um so i guess what i'm trying to say is like maybe we all i guess we all have different outlets and different ways we can work on climate justice and in other spaces of our lives you know we we then listen and follow the calls of people who are more marginalized and who actually have you know I guess like lived experiences that are calling us to to follow them. Mm, mm. And like, and it like when you're talking and talking about stuff, I started thinking, um, or was listening, just in case you were like, why thinking other things? But it just suddenly <laughs> jumped into my head. I remembered, um, <laughs> I remembered how um, what I would see is like a good example of an organization like really being in solidarity and really like um, pursuing like climate justice is how. Um, Climate Camp Scotland, even though like they're meant to be like, well, they are working with Moss Moran as a community mm. group. Um, they saw that um, more, which is a migrant solidarity group in Glasgow, were really struggling and needed and needed like help, and they realised that migrant justice is climate justice, and so they had held a fundraiser for more, and like they like mm. I don't know they adapted their message to talk about how to talk about all of this, and I just thought it was like, yeah, that's how we that's how we actually do this, like yeah. that's what's required of us as well as to like like not just say we're in, in solidarity with other groups, but like mm. to be in solidarity with other groups. And I think that's, and like, that's why I, I like, I think we say this quite a lot, but like, yeah, climate justice work is anti-oppression work in general. Like all of that yeah, is climate justice work. Um, And yeah, I just, sorry, that just popped into my head. And I just thought that was like quite a good example of, of like how they, we can do these things because mm. even like Joe, I don't know about you, but I get asked sometimes for about the podcast, like, but you you both talk about so many things like um what like what's the connection or whatever which I find so weird but anyway um but like climate justice is the connection like it connects all, that's what it's the yeah. framework that connects all of these things and shows that all these things are connected and I wish that um that there was like a real understanding of that more like especially in like the mainstream climate mm. spaces um and we're starting to see people moving towards that but I hope it's like a like real climate justice rather than like I don't know yeah. what's the word climate justice light like we yeah, want yeah. like we don't <laughs> want the light version yeah we don't want diet <laughs> climate justice yeah <laughs>
Yeah, but the, I think the thing is that, like, you know, for so long we've thought that like sustainability is this easy framework where you know mm. with a just bit of recycling, like we'll, you know, we'll recycle our way out of the out of the crisis. Yeah. We're actually like when we are really, really honest with ourselves and with the science and everything around climate change, like climate change, like is so much related, like it exists because of systems of oppression, like, Mm. you know, like colonialism, like going abroad to extract resources, but like, Mm. you know, first of all, like who are you extracting resources from? Who's doing that labor? Who's being, you know, like disproportionately affected by those processes. And then, you know, historically and also contemporary, like who, are, what are the processes that are not only fueling like, like social oppression, but mm. like, you know, like there, there is no in between because we are like based on the land and like, yeah, you've talked a lot about this with your thesis last year um, from Karabash and um, like how that's like one of the first nations to be submerged due to sea level rise. Mm. And in their language, there is no, there isn't a word that distinguishes land and people it's the same word mm-hmm. um and then you know like this one person for example said like so if your land disappears who are you mm-hmm. and like that struck me so much of like we we ask you know like humans aren't superior to the earth we're not like we are an integral part of the earth and mm-hmm. therefore climate change is not a separate issue of other social mm-hmm. justice issues um mm-hmm. and it just like we need to see it as a as the like systems that like at the interconnected and holistic systems that they are um mm. and like what you're saying about how um the climate crisis has like stemmed from all of these oppressive systems mm. i for me that's like the such a big driving point of um of why we need to have anti-oppression work in the climate because i i genuinely believe but well, i personally genuinely believe that like we can't actually solve the climate crisis without solving oppressive systems. Mm. I just don't think that that, like, I just don't see that happening. Like the climate crisis is built off like exploitation. Yeah. And so how are we going to, like, if we're still living in systems of exploitation, then we're going to end up in the same, in a, in a very similar crisis. Maybe it doesn't look the same, mm. but like it will have the same kind of framework because like, yeah, if we, what you're saying, like if we look at, um, why we think resource exploitation is okay or the exploitation of people is okay that's like a legacy of colonialism like Mm. even before the fossil fuel industry was a thing like the literal pillars of the climate crisis are built off oppression and built off especially the especially racial oppression especially white it's it's all like the pillars of white supremacy yeah settlerism patriarchy Mm. capitalism yeah so if like so basically i i always like we kind of talked about this before in the um health episode but like it's kind of like if we look at the climate crisis but don't look at the social justice issues that reside within it then what we're doing is like say someone presents to you with an illness but they have a symptom which is a cough if you just give them a strepsil so they stop coughing or something they're still going to have the illness it's going to manifest itself in different ways um and like our world is not well because (laughs) our world is like exists in systems of oppression and we can't just treat the symptoms that we're seeing we have to go to the root and to the cause um and that's why climate justice is essential because i i truly believe that we will not like be able to solve the climate crisis or combat the climate crisis without combating oppression and without like fighting oppression constantly resisting it constantly Mm. and if you're not resisting oppression you're upholding it and i don't want our climate movement to uphold oppression like that's ridiculous yeah yeah exactly exactly and um i i guess there's also like something to say if like you know even if like i mean first of all 
I think we both agree of like we like we cannot solve the climate crisis by upholding these oppression oppressive mm. systems. But even if we could, like it wouldn't be we the right thing to do. Yeah. So like like surely when we are at this point of like you know like massive unraveling and upheaval and like change like surely when we are taking this intersectional approach and like and like there are new ways you know like that are forming new pathways opening up then like surely we Mm -hmm. would should take the one that like centers like the margins and like centers you know like Mm. gives new space for and like centers also like lived experiences like because the the people who have you know who are funding the climate crisis right now who are profiting mm. of the climate crisis and i don't mean just like the ceos of shell and bp and all of that like mm. i also mean in many ways like i guess what we've talked about before of like people hold different privileges in different spaces mm-hmm. and we're not always aware or we're not always i guess taught to you know to hold that complexity but like then the climate crisis and like our our movements going forward also mean that like there's opportunity for us to come together and to like learn from each other in a holistic mm-hmm. and like uh, systems approach and different people will be leading different spaces but like yeah so I, I don't really understand even the like concept of like like if we have the opportunity to fight injustices like why would literally you? why not i don't get I like don't get it. Ah, you know it's the right I, thing to do why wouldn't mm. you i mean okay i get it because people want to get it want, yeah. they want to uphold oppression because people benefit from it that's the yeah. reason why like i mean like anyone who's being anyone who says that like talking about racism in the climate crisis is like um diluting the movement like it's just because they they benefit whether they know it or not Fuck they're benefiting you, honestly. from <laughs> But whether they know or not, they're benefiting from racism. So they don't yeah. want it to. They don't want these oppressive systems to be dismantled. Um, and I see that in yeah, the vegan yeah. movement a lot. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that we've talked about this so much, like you're not. There's not like the good person like ideology like needs to go like as soon mm-hmm. as possible. Just because you care about the climate crisis, doesn't mean you can. Like, doesn't mean it makes you. What am I trying to say? Like, mm, I mean, that you're like, doesn't mean that all your views are going to be like centered in justice. Like, yeah, I think that's so true. Like, we even talked about that in the ecofascism episode, like a lot. I think that's where, like, I think the need for climate justice is also shown so clearly w- when you look at ecofascism mm. because, like, caring about the climate doesn't mean that you're going to create a better, you could make a worse world for people. <laughs> exactly. You could, it's, yeah. it's not even like you could just maintain the current oppression. You could make it worse. And mm. that's why we need to center everything that we do in justice. Otherwise, like there's just too much space for oppression to yeah. come in. Like not even to come in, oppression will already be there, but it can grow. And mm. if, you, if you're resisting justice, like you have to ask yourself why. Um, yeah. And also um, maybe something like useful for people to think about are like, some of the principles around like equity and justice. Mm-hmm. Um, so like usually, cause like usually what people, I guess, like see under those principles is like distribution and recognition. So like looking at, you know, like for example, like lack, lack of um, an access of like material goods or services opportunities and like the inequitable um, like, notions that people live in Mm. um and then like recognition is a lot more of like how um 
different like identities uh, historically and contemporary um, are like shaped by like vulnerability, stresses and resilience. And um, but not a lot of people are like talking, for example, about like procedural um, or capability justice. So like procedural looks a lot more around like decision making processes and like how, you know, like how different people like not everyone like basically like wants to participate in, you know, like systems that have previously or are still oppressing or like mm. how not everyone has the same opportunity to partake in let's say politics or something you know like mm -hmm. so like and then capability um like the principle around like capability justice means that like people are like self-sovereign in their own right and in their own way so like mm -hmm. it that, that requires giving up power and mm. I feel like we're not committed enough to really like Like we we say of like justice, you know, like reallocating resources or amplifying voices, mm. but like that shouldn't even have to be the case. Like the case should be that like people and communities have like this the full right over their own land, over their own practices, mm. their food, you know, like completely in like right in their own way. And that that requires devolving power. And yes, and devolving power literally you have to give things up. I yeah. think that like I think this is something that I always have to remind myself of and that people should remind themselves, like, you will have to give things up mm. in order for this pursuit of justice, like, and you have to be willing to. Yeah. And I know that's, like, not a great sell, but, like, that's the reality of it. And, yeah, and I, I think I'm still working out what that means. Same. And, like, talking myself on that all the time. But maybe that's a good, like, way to finish the episode and, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, encouraging us all maybe to think a lot about, like, yeah like where where do I profit where do I where is my space at the moment where I can give up mm -hmm. my space um how do I profit in different ways of the climate crisis um mm -hmm. and you know what I guess also like where have I where do I need to draw my attention to um what have yeah. I been actively neglecting and if that is for example climate justice then like that is certainly a space where you need to listen and you need to educate mm. yourselves. Um, or even like um, also like ask yourself, where when have I said that I stand in solidarity with a group mm. of people who are more marginalized by myself but haven't actually done the solidarity part? Yes. <laughs> um, and how could I do that? Um, and that's something that like I'm also working out with myself as well and like thinking about a lot. Um, For sure. And I think also even within that, there's like, we talked about white saviorism in a couple episodes ago, but like that there's such a savior narrative even within that, like I stand in solidarity, but then won't do anything. Mm. <laughs> um, or I won't. Yeah. So I think there's so much that, to think about. Um, and I feel like as usual, we went on loads of tangents, but you know, that's welcome to the X podcast. That's what, <laughs> that's what we're like. <laughs> but also if say that you're like, Oh, I want to tell someone I know, who knows nothing about climate justice, about climate justice, but I know that they won't listen to a half an hour podcast episode. David Lammy did a great talk, um, mm. which you can find on Spotify, but also on YouTube, um, on the need for climate justice. Um, and he links it to racial justice and it's really great. And it's less than 10 minutes. So I would really recommend like sending that along and um, keeping talking about climate justice yeah. in all your sustainability spaces. Keep bringing up like, justice as well as just ego-driven sustainability like we really need that to permeate even more spaces and if you say that you like 
listen to this and you're like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't realize I was upholding systems of oppression or like all this stuff. Like it's always, it's never too late to like change your behavior. And it's Mm -hmm. also never too late to like start acting in a different way. And I wish that we could all like let go of a bit of that pride. And then we do so much more rather than just being like, oh shit, I've done this in the past. Therefore I shouldn't, I can't change. Like we can all change. Yeah. And also like remembering that like, this is an ongoing practice Mm -hmm. like um Mm -hmm. you know like it requires constant i think like yeah reflection and like really like you know like different different ways of like also like kind of like bringing home to you like because i think there's certainly there's no guarantee that like when we pursue justice we are you know just ourselves yeah um and often when we start out in a certain way we can maybe we can then move into spaces which actually become harmful so I guess like a regular practice of accessing your own behaviors and um yeah just constantly like thinking more and more like how can I expand you know like my my solidarity my action listen to others and um work work on just regenerative futures yes this episode was brought to you by Michaela Lich um at Michaela Lich on Instagram and Josephine Becker uh, Teresa Peace on Instagram and it was edited with all the sound magic by the wonderful Finley Mowit. Um, and we shout out to the patrons. Uh, oh yes, yep, <laughs> for supporting Always. our work. Um, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, you're making this podcast, yeah, just happen. And um, if you can and want to support our work, um, we are just the Yikes Podcast on Patreon, and it means the world for us that you individuals are supporting our work uh, we hate capitalism so you guys are <laughs> the real deal chef's kiss um, and have a great day week whatever bye <laughs> bye <laughs>